Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and five-time winner of the Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel Sherry and I invite you to visit wholefoodhealthcoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program changes lives. Work Well is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith, designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. So now from living rooms to boardrooms via Business Radio X, you're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Okay, let's do this. I have a funny story for you today. Thank you, Mama Joe. It's called Three Pints for Three Brothers. A man walks into a pub. Bartender asks him, what do you have? The man says, give me three pints of beer, please. So the bartender brings him three pints, and the man proceeds to alternately sip one, then the other, then the third, until they're gone. He then orders three more. The bartender says, sir, I know you like them cold. Why don't you just order three at a time? I can keep an eye on it, and when it starts to get low, I'll bring your fresh cold ones. The man says, no, you don't understand. I have two brothers, both living in different countries. We made a vow that to each other that every Saturday night we'd still drink together. So now my brothers have three pints too, and we're drinking together. One for me, one for each brother. The bartender thought that was a wonderful tradition. Every week, the man came in and ordered three beers. Then one week, he came in and ordered only two beers. He drank them, and then he ordered two more. The bartender said, I know what your tradition is, and I'd like to say that I'm sorry that one of your brothers has passed away. The man said, oh, no, my brothers are fine. They are. These are two for my two brothers. I quit drinking. Okay, I know. Well, we are talking about aging gracefully, and um, that's kind of the theme that we've had for the entire month, or actually that is the theme we've had for the entire month. And I've enjoyed it. I hope you have. I try to encourage you and make you laugh and just help you to have a good um, ride in or out of work or lunch break or wherever you're listening to me on whichever podcast channel. But since January, we started some new beginnings and February, we talked a lot about our hearts, the heart of heart and our true heart um, in our body. And then in March, we did the Marvelous Marriage Marathon Month. 
and in April did some spring cleaning and talked about our communities and ourself, uh, how we can live clean. And then May was all Women's Health Month. June was Men's Health Month. And this month, in honor of my 65th birthday, was Aging Gracefully. So in August, we're going we're gonna to launch into personal development. Back to school kind of is going to be our theme. But today ends my happy birthday to me and the theme Aging Gracefully. Today, I'm going to continue with part two of Finding purpose. Now, if you um, listened to last week's podcast, where I should say if you didn't listen, shame on you. But uh, in all seriousness, Jack Wolf was with me, and he's amazing. So he laid a great foundation for this week's conclusion and the second step, um, the second part of this, talking about action steps today. We're going to kind of lean into what we laid the foundation for last time we were together. And so today I'm going to talk about the who, what, where, how, and when of potential and purpose. And um, the who we are, the what we are designed to do, the where we should do what we're designed to do, the how to do it, and the when to do it. So all it's, when I said it, um, all it's are different. And if you didn't um, get that from our colorful discussion last week. There were so many it's, uh, so many things that we've done over the years, a variety of occupations that we've had over our nearly 50 years together and even before that. So if you haven't listened to it, I do hope you'll go back and listen to that and just enjoy the journey that Jack and I have been on. So we'll start with who in the world you are or who are you? So who I am is actually an age-old question that's been asked and um, by all of our ancestors for generations. And uh, the answers aren't really any closer, or are they? Maybe the answer is closer than we think. So discovering who we are is a lifelong pursuit, and we don't really ever arrive at something. I think there's a lot of confusion there at times. So people attempt to find themselves in a lot of different ways. I'd say probably as many um, ways as there are people. So some people do a, a desert experience or a fast or, you know, time and money spent with psychiatrists and therapists just to kind of dig a little deeper. And those things are not bad at all. But for me, it's my faith. Um, I find that the answers to life's toughest questions um, are in the Word of God. So I'll start with this one, uh, because I believe in, that Scripture says that we're created in the image of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, it says in another verse, and then I am His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. He knew me before the foundations of the world. Those are all Scripture, and those are all things that I lean on when I'm looking inside of myself and determining who I am and and. Uh, in this particular question. So I possess an original set of gifts and talents, just like you, um, placed in me by the creator, my designer. I know pretty well um, all those things that are in me. And over the years, I've kind of spent a lot more time than I care to uh, even talk about <laughs> trying to improve some of those areas or, or um, excel in some of those areas. So, But you can ask me pretty much anything about myself, and I pretty much know all the answers about me, at least in my past. I don't know anything about my future and certainly don't know everything about me. Um, but there is one who knows everything about me, and uh, 
He is my father, my creator. So when we look at the word, the definition of the word creator, I want to just spend a minute on definition of that because it says the creator is one who brings into being. So God is my inventor, my architect, my designer, my engineer, my creator. He's the mastermind behind all that we see. And he has all the information that we seek, past, present, and future. So maybe it's time to stop our search for who we are everywhere, except with the one who knows us from beginning to end, our creator, God, maker of heaven and earth. So we're unique and custom made. We're a collector's edition, not just a big box department store or factory produced item off the shelf. Um, There's no one just like us. And it's kind of a prescription only and not an over-the-counter product. Like I said, we're name brand, not generic. And we're painted uh, more with a tiny detail brush where every stroke matters. And if we had a designer label um, on us, it would be H-I-S, his workmanship. So we are perfectly cut and beautifully created, kind of like a piece of a puzzle. I love doing puzzles, so that's one of the things that, um, that I can relate to when I'm thinking about those pieces of the puzzle that kind of make that beautiful picture. So if I'm this important piece of the puzzle and I am custom made, our next step is what is it? that I'm created to do. So the there are a lot of resources, like I've mentioned, um, to help you on your journey to the what um, and what that is for you, because we are all different, so our what's are different. Your what is different from my what, and my what is different from her what. What's come in all shapes, sizes, colors, levels, and depths. Some what's are big, and some what's are small, and all what's are important. I sound like Dr. Seuss here for a minute, but um, <laughs> but the in the scheme of things, when you're thinking about it, no one's what is unimportant or insignificant. All what's are created equal in God's eyes. So when I think about those what's in our life, I I look at it in the bigger picture, but also how that little piece fits into that picture. So we're all created with purpose. We aren't here just taking up space. You and I are on this earth for a reason, and we fit just like that each piece of the puzzle that I'm talking about, we have a purpose. And without my piece or my place in that puzzle, the puzzle's incomplete. I always hate it when I do a a puzzle and I think I don't have all the pieces or that maybe you get to the end of the puzzle and there's one piece missing, the elusive piece that got knocked onto the floor somewhere and you have to um, get down on your hands and knees to find. But the other thing is that we do have a destiny to fulfill. The word destiny is kind of interesting, but most people have such a low opinion of themselves that they don't believe that they really have a purpose. And to me, that's really, truly very sad because I do feel like you have purpose. If you're here, you have a purpose. Well, life is short. Uh, I was reading this week that the average person lives 74.95 years, and that's 27,357 days. That's not a lot of days. And when I start thinking about my own life, I've already lived 23,762 days as of today, as a matter of fact. Um, now, you all, you all know that I plan to live to be 100, right? So that's 37,000 days. 
And that means I have around 13,238 days uh, left to make, um, to make an impact and to do what I feel like I'm called to do. And what I do with those days is pretty much my choice. Well, that's 100 years, but some people would say 75 years. That's, that's a young person. I have a lot of people in my life that are older than that that I um, feel are still um, viable and still purposeful about their life and meaningful and their piece of the puzzle is just as important as the newborn. So um, what we do with those days matters. So even if, you know, 90 or 80 to 90 years, that's considered a long life. And yet in the whole scheme of things, that's a pretty short time span in uh, all of time. So we have an opportunity during our lifetime to make a difference. And a lot of times we think about it as being those great big things that we're called to do or we have a destiny to fulfill. And I look at it in smaller bite-sized pieces like today. What am I doing today that matters? And um, how is it going to matter to the people around us or the world around us? And we have an opportunity. Every day gives us an opportunity to influence people or events for the positive, sowing good seed um, to reap a harvest later on. Maybe you won't be around to see that harvest, um, you know, that's taking place 30 years from now. But we definitely are responsible for the seed that we sow today. So I like to say don't sit around waiting for a heavenly call. You know, don't wait for that you know, that burning bush experience. Do good now. Do good today. Do it along the way, you know, while you're searching, while you're finding, while you're digging uh, for other things in your life, or maybe that one thing. A lot of times people um, say, you know, are looking for that one thing, but don't think that you need to find that one thing that you're supposed to do. Um, Because then you just end up sitting around doing nothing until you find it. And that's, not the way to go. We want to do good now, every moment, every day. Um, We've got breath in our lungs. We have an opportunity to do something great. And today matters, just like the one big thing that you might be looking for. um, Today is what matters, and it might get you to that one big thing that you're looking for. And there's a quote that says, the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is the steps you haven't taken yet. So it's about those steps, those smaller steps, a little bit here, a little bit there, moving in the direction of your dreams. So now at 65 years old, I have discovered my purpose, um, at least in this moment in time, and I'm living into it as best I know how, but I'm also daily fine-tuning it. Um, I don't understand it all the time. I don't know why I'm not, um, uh, you know, going this direction or that direction more successfully. Um, And I ask those questions of myself just like any of us do. But I also try to stay open to movement and adjustment along the way because I feel like I'm living in my purpose, but things might change and there may be something new and some new adventure that I don't know about. It takes as long as it takes Um, Just keep moving in the direction of your purpose. And that's my encouragement. Also, remember, nobody has to um, understand your call. It's not a conference call. So you hear um, in your heart of hearts and if you're following um, Christ, then maybe you've heard where you're headed or where you're called uh, in a specific area. But one thing I know, we didn't come this far to only come this far. So who we are, what we are, and now 
where do I begin is the next one. So where? Um, well, how about right here? How about <laughs> right now where you are? Begin where you are right now. Because you, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with where you are right now. You have to know your current location for someone to give you directions, right? So knowing where you're starting with or knowing where you are right now, even if you're looking at a map, um, that, you know, you are here, the big red dot, so that you can plan out your course, know which direction you're going to go. So even maps are not of any help until you find out your current location. So, and then the other thing is I, I'm in a different place in my life than you probably are or may be. Um, my children are grown and married and I have grandchildren. So my time is more my own. Maybe if your situation is different and you have children still at home, your purpose is clear and beautiful at this time. And if that's where the majority of your time is spent, well done, good job. But blooming where you're planted. I love the little saying, bloom where you're planted. Well, how about here? Where? Here. Some people want to be a big movie star, but they haven't even had a part in a school play yet. Or you can't really become a pilot if you're afraid to fly. I mean, there's certain things um, along the way. So start where you are. Start from here. What's wrong with here? I keep saying. So most CEOs of big companies didn't start out on the top of the org chart, I'm sure. They started maybe in the mailroom and were faithful with the mail, and then they moved to the shipping department and proved themselves loyal and trustworthy. And through a progression of performance and uh, mixed with opportunities and maybe a little bit of luck, they continued on the journey to success. And I love hearing those stories because I feel like that's where most of us live. That's where um, we we all find our way to the success that, um, or the fulfillment. I don't, the word success sometimes is confusing to me. So feeling fulfilled, at least doing what I'm doing. But my Bible says that if you can't be faithful with little, you won't be trusted with much. So becoming faithful with what you have now, and um, you could be given more. And then start where you are, but, here's a big but, don't get too comfortable because it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Um, where you are now is not where you will always be or may always be. Growing means changing and changing might mean moving or moving forward, which is a good thing, but you will never finish if you don't start. And that's the message here. You don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. So, uh, for me, like I said earlier, it's about seeking the Lord. It's about um, finding my place in the world based on what God has spoken to my heart. So where you are is important, but where he wants you is even more important. So unless the Lord builds the house, scripture says they labor in vain who build it. So when we moved here to Georgia to start a church um, in 1987, um, I had to move away from my entire family. I'd lived in uh, Indiana for 29 years. I was 29 when we moved down here. And making that change was rough. And um, leaving my siblings and all the cousins and um, pulling our boys away from their friends and and um, grandparents and all of that was tough. But we knew where we were called and we knew what we were to do. And we were just as terrified as we were excited. But we did make that adjustment and moved from Indiana down to uh, Atlanta, Georgia. 
And I love the saying that says the safest place in the world can be the most dangerous if you're out of the will of God. Likewise, the most dangerous place in the world can be the safest if you are in the will of God. And that's awesome to me because no matter where we go, um, I don't go there alone. That's my belief. But I have, I know there's lots of people who ask questions like, you know, why was I this and why that and why not this and why not that? Well, why was I born in 1958 to a couple of regular, everyday blue collar workers, not the president of the United States? And uh, why was I number seven of seven kids? I could have been an only child and had mom's and dad's only attention. Um, Why did my mom wait seven years between the other six kids and me to have? me. Well, probably she was recuperating from those other six brats. Sorry, guys, I know you're listening. Um, But why was Indiana my home? Uh, I could have been born in communist China. Um, And why do a Catholic family? And why did I get pregnant at 15 and leave home? Well, that's my fault. I was stupid. So that's not God's fault. Um, But He used it in my life to teach me. Remember I said last week, our mess can sometimes become our message. So I learned a lot of valuable lessons, and of course, lessons I'm still learning to this day. Um, But my point is, I was formed in my mother's womb, my mother, Anne Sacken, her womb, that family, that state, that economic status, that religion, those siblings, and seventh place in line. Well, maybe yours wasn't quite so pleasant, And certainly for that, I'm super sorry. Um, I hope you're not living there, though, in the past, um, in the why me's, because that doesn't help any of us um, move forward. And, you know, here's the thing. Wherever you are, you are for a reason. You've heard the saying, wherever you are, be there. I think a lot of times we want to be somewhere else. We want to be down the road um, 10 years from now, or we want to back date and go back 10 years or 20 Um, but even if uh, it was your own doing or the, the reason that you are where you are, you can make the most of it. And I, I say all the time to my clients, show up for yourself. We show up in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons for a lot of different people. But showing up for ourselves means digging in a little bit. And maybe you have to re-listen to this little series um, to help you write down some things and take some note. Um, and, um, and that's where we're at at this point. So how can I accomplish my purpose? How do we do this? I like what you're saying, Stephanie, and that sounds really good. I want to be healthy and well, and, um, and I want to be a person living on purpose. So how do I do it? All right. Well, I'm going to tell you a few things that I have discovered. The first one is set specific goals. You knew I was going to say that, didn't you? Um, but write them down. You must see the goal. Putting things, I know my husband's really good at this. He puts uh, notes on his whiteboard so he can see them right in front of his desk. And I print things out and have them all over my room. Um, for that reason, I've got to see the goal. Uh, a written goal produces a measurable finish line. It gives you a target to shoot for. Taking aim is important in life. You have to know where you're going or you're never going to get there or you won't know if you have gotten there. Um, But take sports for, uh, for example. I can't imagine Michael Jordan or other uh, basketball players um, running back and forth on the basketball court with no 
hoops, no basket hoops, uh, just throwing the ball up in the air. That would not be very fun, and it certainly wouldn't be very fun to watch. And as you know, or may not know, I'm a huge NFL football fan, and yes, my season is arriving. Um, in, in our home, we favor our home team, the Atlanta Falcons, um, but I love a good game. So good plays and good coaching. Of course, you know I would say coaching. But um, can you imagine, again, a quarterback um, running around the football field with the ball without any goal lines or defensive players trying to defend a player? From what? <laughs> because if there's no measurable goal, then it definitely ceases to be exciting or fun or rewarding and um, has no purpose if it doesn't have a goal. So, you know, I, I love the first downs, you know, 10 yards at a time, 10 yards at a time. That's kind of the way I live my life. I try not to think about the entire game, all the, you know, all the work that has to be done, just what's now and what's next. And I think no one would want to participate in sports, and it certainly wouldn't be fun to watch if we didn't have, you know, golfers that were hitting um, drivers at an actual hole where the flag is and being able to achieve their objectives. So they play for the reward of reaching the objective, reaching that goal, personal goals, team goals, playoff goals, all of those things are a part of living purposefully. So without goals, there's really little or no motivation. Nothing to get you going and nothing to keep you going. So you've maybe heard the saying, if you have all day to do something, it'll take you all day to do it. Well, if you have to get something done by end of day, then you're going to know where that deadline is and you're going to get that um, done by end of day. But otherwise, there's just no reason to show up, no reason to perform, no reward. We all work better when we know what is expected of us and we feel fulfilled, obviously, when we meet those expectations. So it's more fun and rewarding um, when you know what the objective is of the game. If you know the objective of the game, then you have a much better chance of meeting that objective. So can you imagine asking someone to play football that has never played the game before and not telling them how to play? They would never be able to win. Um, and, win. and of course, likewise, uh, if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish, you never will either. So make sure that you write some things down, even if it's just big, um, hairy dreams and big um, dreams that you probably think can't happen. Break them down into smaller steps and see what happens when you do that. The next is count the cost. Um, do you have what it takes to accomplish the task? What is it going to take? Uh, how much time? How much effort? How much money? Uh, is it worth that investment of time and effort and money? Um, Luke 14, 28 says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether you have enough to finish it? So we want to not just start a bunch of things. We want to be able to finish things, too, and finish well. The next is to be sure to celebrate your victories. I love to win, don't you? <laughs> Even the least competitive person actually loves to win. So why do we um, why do we think people work so hard? Otherwise, you know, for diplomas or trophies, ribbons, Emmys, Oscars, 
gold medals, you name it. So we all love to achieve our goals and cross the finish line. I've got a great story about um, us. Jack and I rode our Harley Davidsons um, from Atlanta, Georgia to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for the um, Harley's 95th birthday party. It was quite a ride. It rained the entire time. And I would just have to stop every now and then and dump the water out of my boots um, that ran down my rain gear right into my boots. But we rode our Harley uh, Softail Classics all the way. We saw people in trucks towing their car, their trailers with their bikes on it or bikes in the back of their trucks. And, um, but we rode the whole way. And when we crossed over into Milwaukee from Chicago, um, it was still pouring down rain, but there were people on both sides of the highway with signs saying, welcome Harley owners group. And they had whistles and drums and there were just all kinds of people. And Crossing that finish line was amazing to me because that was such a journey. And I do celebrate that victory. I talk about it a lot and I've got pictures too if you want to see them. Um, And then the next is grow from your losses because we need to reevaluate every now and then and reassess where we are. So even if you feel like you're in the, your purpose and you're living in purpose, but you're not necessarily as fulfilled or, or maybe you aren't living in your purpose and you feel like you're stuck and you want to do something else, you can reevaluate where you are and reassess the situation and dust yourself off, uh, get back up and go again. And um, it, the sky's the limit. We live in America. We have opportunities. And, and uh, you know, that navigation system, the recalculating in progress, um, helps us to readjust sometimes when we need to. Maybe you need a plan B. Um, there's nothing wrong with having a plan B. And my Bible says a wise man falls seven times but gets up eight. And so the objective there is not just the number eight, but it's about the getting back up. So get back up. If you feel like you need a plan B, you might need a good coach to help you along the way. You know where to find me. And then express personal confidence is the next one. Believe in yourself, basically, is all that is. So don't put yourself down. We believe what we say about ourselves. So be careful with that. Philippians 1.6 says, I'm confident of this, that he who began a good work in me will carry it out to completion until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a favorite of mine, so I've got that one memorized. But um, we really do believe what we tell ourselves. And you have to know, do you believe what you're saying? Because if not, you need to change what you're saying or change what you believe. Um, But because you know what, we act on what we believe. And um, we talk, if we talk like it and, um, and act like it and live like it, we believe what we hear ourselves say. So maybe adjust some of that um, personal verbiage and or the things that you replay in your mind, maybe that someone else has said. Um, And don't confuse insecurity or low self-esteem with humility. They're very different. So there are certain things that I'm very good at, and I'll tell you what they are. I can organize anything. I'm confident about my organizational skills, my coaching skills, my teaching skills, my writing skills. Those are things I'm pretty good, I'm pretty good at. I, I, I'm, there's a difference between being proud of something and being arrogant, so be careful with that one. But don't be ashamed of your abilities either. God placed them in you. And then be responsible with those gifts and talents, not irresponsible. We're all given talents. You choose. Don't bury them. You can bury them and be wicked and lazy with them, 
but you can invest them wisely and be rewarded and given more, like I talked earlier. And then don't compromise your priority. Your priorities is the next one. And probably this is one of the most important things. And that is that you need to maintain life's delicate balance. So keep the main thing, the main thing, people before things, home before occupation, spouse before children, children before friends, spiritual before physical and material. No one ever said on their deathbed, I wish I'd spent more time at the office. You've heard that before, but maybe you haven't heard this one that I, um, my quote that says, what we value most becomes most valuable. And lastly, when is a good time to begin? Um, Well, there's no time like the present. And for such a time as this, you were placed upon the earth, Scripture says. And this is the first day of the rest of your life. So this moment matters and what you do with it. I hope I inspire you to take a look at some things. Um, And remember that later means never. It can mean never. You just keep procrastinating. And procrastinator says, why do today what I can put off until tomorrow? Someday means no day. It's now or never. It's time for you to take a look at these things. And remember, timing is everything. Like in a rodeo, we got to go to um, the Houston Rodeo with our son and their family this year. It was super fun. And um, But if they came out of the chute too soon, they're disqualified. Timing is everything in that sport. And they've got just so much time to complete the task. But they know what the task is. They know what the objective is. And those are important things. Basketball. Remember, you know, the once the basket leaves the hands of the shooter, then um, and it goes in, it's it's going to count. But if it leaves after that buzzer, then that point is not going to count. Of course, in hair color, you know, you got to leave it on just long enough to cover the gray. And um, I have a great story about my house, but I'm not going to share that with you. When we moved here to Georgia, the 20 minutes that made all the difference, maybe I'll tell you that sometime. And the final thought here is don't waste time. Remember how many days, how many um, minutes that you have and make them all count. Start today. Remember, you ain't getting any younger. You've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. For information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or our individual one-on-one coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. See you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life.